Hello and welcome to episode 120 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How's it going? Good man, good. It we feels like Halloween. Yeah, it feels like it's been a while since we've done this. <laughs> it has been a while, man. Yeah, it's weird. We took a week off for Halloween. Um, and yeah, like we've been doing so many shows lately, sort of more than around one a week, that it, it definitely felt weird having a week off. Um, and yeah, I can't wait to get back into the swing of things. We've got so many um, movies. We still watched out. a lot of shit. Oh, yes. Like I watched <laughs> way more movies in the past week than I usually do. But of course, it was Halloween, so you got to, haven't you? Damn right. Um, so yeah, we'll get we'll get to that good stuff at the end. Sort of so some of the stuff we've been watching over the Halloween period. Of course, television has been pretty insane lately as well. Um, so we sort of check in on a few shows. I know the Walking Dead is uh, apparently getting interesting. Walking um, Dead is heating up, man. Yeah, we shall see. We shall see. Um, and yeah, there's a lot of news to get through as well because kind of we had a little bit of time off. Um, and of course, this week we're going to be talking about Slaughterhouse Rules, uh, the latest sort of British comedy slash horror that came out. That's not um, a review of the film, by the way. That's the title of the film yeah it's uh yeah we'll get into it it's a weird title um but first the news there is some uh, pretty interesting stuff in here um i have to start with my boy leprechaun um because <laughs> i gotta be honest when you said my boy about four different things sprang to mind none of them <laughs> <Yeah>. was leprechaun <laughs> Rob Zombie, Fede Alvarez. Yeah, exactly yeah yeah mickey f like i thought i thought it's gonna be one of those and then yeah no no leprechaun okay no exactly leprechaun yeah. um as we all know, he is returning in Leprechaun Returns. Um, this seemed like I could have sworn this was like a 2019, early 2019 release. Um, I mean, you can make one of these in four days. Yeah, so apparently it's it's out on demand uh, December 11th. So we're going to be seeing it this year. Um, it's cool. There's kind of the first poster of it as well, which is pretty nice to see. Um, but yeah, I thought this one was kind of interesting because they moved the release date forward, it seems. Um mm. And it also ties into the fact that this is like a sci-fi developed um, film, uh, of course, the sci-fi channel. Um, And they seem to be kind of getting into more like original content, like original films and trying to bring back Mm. these really old IPs. Um, and one thing that yeah, got reported they've on, done a, they've done some other ones, haven't they? Or have they got some in production? They, uh, yeah, because they've done like I believe they've done like Tremors stuff, haven't they? Like they've done yeah, like, that's, show yeah. and, and some other stuff. But like, I think they're. It's a really cool idea, and I really wish sci-fi would just go ahead with this more because there are a lot of these weird IPs like a Tremors, like a Leprechaun, that they're never going to be the biggest thing in the world anymore. But I think that there is definitely a place for hardcore horror fans with these and and more sort of recent adaptations of them. Um, and I guess in this vein, um, sci-fi are currently apparently in talks to try and license the rights to both Critters um, and Killer Clans from Outer Space. Oh yeah, I think um, we did this, didn't we? Uh, no, I don't Did think we, we talked about this? it. Oh, it, was, we not? it was a we while ago. We yeah, spoke it was, about it then. yeah, I think it was. Yeah. It, I think this went up just after we recorded ah, uh, the last yeah. episode. Um, so yeah, that's cool. Like, I would totally be down for both these franchises. Oh, back. Um, I haven't seen Critters in years, man. Yeah, I, I know. I was just thinking that. I was like, oh, is there an Arrow Blu-ray Critters? <laughs> I mean, I feel like because there's an outrageous amount of Critters movies, isn't there? <laughs> there always is with these franchises. Yeah, but I, I, I think Critters is one of those where I think I've at least seen four of them yeah <laughs> like because i think they released all like crazy fast and then i yeah but i don't think i've seen post four i don't know if there is more of them but yeah there probably is um th- yeah. that's the crazy thing about killer clowns is like there's only one like it like yeah. 30 years ago they made one and then just never made any more um which is really bizarre um, i can appreciate that <laughs> yeah but um yeah this is awesome news i like i hope they go ahead with both of these damn um, right 
So yeah, this next one, um, there isn't really much to say about this one. It's a bit odd. Um, that basically, there's talks again with Friday the 13th being rebooted. Um, oh, stop teasing us, man. It seems like it's kind of obviously in the wake of Halloween making all of this money. Um, but the kind of weird thing is that the, the one of the producers being attached to it is LeBron <clears throat> James. Um, <laughs> it's it's a, right? it's one of those weird ones where the first time you hear it, you're like, LeBron James, but why? But then he, kind of he is uh, involved in, I can't remember what company it is, but I know they're going ahead with kind of the space jam sequel um which he is of course in but then he's kind of going to be a producer role with a lot of other different movies so it seems like he's something he's getting into um and he's also a massive horror fan um i don't know if we remember kind of last year um his halloween outfit um was amazing he done he done pennywise oh yeah. it was uh, like so it looked like pennywise from the movie like it was insane his costume um so he definitely takes it seriously and he's, he's i mean i wasn't seen... getting the space jam linkage for a minute there but the big horror fan i'll, I'll give him that yeah exactly <laughs> so it's one of those ones where it's a bit weird um but obviously again it's not there isn't really anything to report other than it's in talks we've heard this before like i could have sworn that they made a friday the 13th movie that just didn't come out I mean, um, I feel like it definitely was like fairly well along the development cycle. Like, I'm not sure like, if they started I, shooting, but I, I thought it was like a post-production type situation. I mean, but... who the hell knows, man? I mean, how many mm. Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies has shot and like didn't come out? And I, I'm grateful for that. But I mean, like, yeah. I wonder how many of them there are. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's a weird one. We'll see with this one. Um, this next one was a bit interesting. It was kind of the the guy who created the Purge, uh, James DeMonaco. He he was talking. Um, with uh ew uh, entertainment weekly and he was talking about basically potentially ending the franchise um mm. i thought this was really interesting especially off the back of obviously the tv show um the last movie as well this year it, it didn't seem like they'd be slowing down anytime soon um but he's kind of basically saying that he's writing the next movie and in the way he plans it is this movie will end it all um yeah, he basically just mm. said he's come up with a really cool idea that he's psyched about, and he said it would be a really cool way to take this one home and kind of end the overall franchise. And I don't know what your take on that is, but that to me seemed like really out of the blue, especially with how good the TV show has been. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things, though, where I feel like, um, you know, this guy has like a big vision for like the Purge kind of story you know almost like this purge cinematic universe like you know all these things tying in together and like the founding fathers and all the politics whereas in reality i just care about people purging on purge night mm. you, you know so i kind of feel like him stepping away um makes sense because you know he's got this definitive overarching story but i could easily see them just picking up and being like oh it's you know purge new york it's purge san francisco whatever and like just hit all these you know then just kind of go straight into more just generic purge stuff instead of trying to give us this overarching theme mm. which i don't want to like um you know uh downgrade the guy that created it because it's such an awesome idea but like for me i care more about just fun purge stuff than the overarching theme you know all the kind of political stuff and the first purge giving us all of that insight i'm not really that wor worried about that at all like we spoke about it in our reviews like i'm much more interested in just the cool shit that can go down on a purge night that's why we've been digging the tv show so much yeah i think it'd be interesting if it is kind of like if the next movie is you know the last purge and that is what oh, the yeah, concept if it, is if it comes together like that's you know that's cool man 
I'm just yeah, because it's one of those things where once you create that concept and you and you throw that out there that that's the world that exists with this purge event, it kind of does make me interested to be like, what is his idea? Like, how would that ever end? Yeah. Um, oh yeah. No, it'd be cool to see it. Don't get me wrong, but I just I, I think it would easily be picked up and could continue because like, oh, there there were forty years worth of purges and we've exactly. Yeah. Years. I think that's how the TV like, show would exist yeah, if it was exactly. still popular. Yeah. Um, it would still just <laughs> and, and the there. films I think could easily be done. Yeah, for sure. But I thought this one was interesting. Yeah. Um, this next one, uh, again, a movie that got announced sort of over a week ago now. Um, new Netflix original, um, again in December. So <laughs> this is very busy December this year. Um, nice. So yeah, it's called Bird Box. Um, and it's based upon a novel, which I hadn't heard of. Um, but yeah, kind of, it, once people see the trailer and hear the concept, it's very much evoking sort of A Quiet Place vibes. Mm. Um I can't remember exactly what it is now. It's basically kind of like a post-apocalyptic type situation um, where you have to, you see something and it kind of makes you see your worst fears. Um, and, yeah. and most of the time it involves you either like killing yourself or dying or killing others. So then it ends up where you have these kind of characters in this post-apocalyptic situation, but they have like blindfolds on because they never want to like see this unknown force. Mm. Um, it sounds cool. Um, I liked a lot of the trailer as Got well. crazy cast, hasn't it, as well? Yeah, like Sandra Bullock, Sarah Paulson, um, a few others, John, John Malkovich. Yeah. yeah, so it's um, uh, the dude from Get Out as well, which I really like. But yeah, it's, it looks oh, really? cool. Nice. Uh, yeah, like like the best friend in Get Out. Um, oh right, okay. But uh, yeah, it looks cool. Like again, Netflix just pumping this stuff out. Like there's, they've had some amazing movies in the last couple of years, so it's definitely yeah, one man. that's on my radar for sure. Um, this next one was kind of cool, like in in the vein of sort of Arrow releasing their 4K releases. <laughs> um, <laughs> don't my bank balance man so peter jackson um for people that don't really know and i guess i don't know if you've heard about this right now but kind of what peter jackson's doing currently um he's done this project i don't know if it's on television or what where he's they've basically um gone back and found all this like world war one footage um which is black and white and has no sound and they've kind of they've color coded it and color corrected it you know based upon images and and all that stuff um so it actually looks like what it would look like had they shot it on color Mm. um and then they've kind of like lip readed and added like authentic voices to the footage and really made it come alive um and i think it's in the form of a documentary kind of telling the story of world war one it looks really really cool um so that's kind of interesting, but I think kind of whilst Peter has been doing this, he's got into his head that basically there there is no nice way of watching a lot of his early films, um, most particularly Dead Alive and Bad Taste. Um, so, so he's, he's going to remake them. He's basically said that they're going to go back and, and and do this and make them, you know, they're going to transfer them onto 4K, fully restore them and then put them back out. Um nice. So yeah, this would be awesome, you know, if they could do can do that in conjunction with like an arrow. But it seems like it might be something that Peter just does on I mean, his own accord. I mean, the thing is though, that doesn't, do, you know, it doesn't really need to. Like, with the reason why we love what Arrow does is because of the care that's going into it. Like, no one's mm. going to put more care into this restoration than the man that created it. So like, yeah, definitely. it's going to be an awesome thing. I just hope it comes out in the UK. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, this is nice because yeah, those movies are like. There, some of them are really hot. Like he was referencing stuff like Meet the Feebles, which I haven't even heard of, and it was mm. it, like, it's crazy how many splatter movies he did like early on in his career, and a lot of them are really really hard to track down now as well. Um, so yeah, that, I thought that was really cool. Um, and yeah, this last one's a bit of a sort of a random one, really. Again, it happened about over a week ago. Um, apparently, The Boy is getting a sequel. Um, Why not? Hey, do you remember The Boy? I remember The Boy. That was a weird film, wasn't it? I mean. Did we we did it for the show, right? Yeah, yeah we did a show on it. Yeah, yeah. I, I always forget if it was right at the beginning. Yeah, I, yeah. I quite like the boy. Like, 
yeah it had some cool stuff going on in it um i yeah. like the twist a lot as well but um mm. interesting to see what they would do with the sequel there's not really too much to say no, about yeah this i one. don't yeah i think that's the thing it's one of these films that does beg the question why because kind of you know the way the film was advertised the, the 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 twist and everything else like i don't really know what you do for a second movie in that world but um i i, I did actually quite enjoy the first one like i think it it didn't make my top 10. Uh, I might be wrong, uh, but it, it, it certainly was. I think it was one of the ones that was close to a top 10 for me. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see on that one. That'd be very interesting. Um, but, yeah, that was pretty much all the news. There was a lot. Kind of got rid of a few things. Um, there was one other thing regarding The Walking Dead, but it's it's kind of spoilery. And I don't even think you've seen the latest one, have you? No, it's only just it, it, so it's just dead tonight in the UK. So yeah. uh, I, I sacrificed watching it live to record the podcast. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll talk about this. Man. We'll talk about this and laugh about it next week because it just it made me laugh a lot. Um, I, can't, I can't wait. <laughs> I, hope, I hope my I hope my years of watching Walking Dead is finally going to come up. Oh yeah, <laughs> come up. You are good. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna love this current episode. Ooh wee. Oh yeah. It was great to just log on to like t- social media today and see like because obviously it aired in America and just seeing all the conversations that were happening after the episode i was like ah oh this show it continues um but yeah should we talk about this week's film yeah i mean that's what we're here for Mm -hmm. let's talk about slaughterhouse rules So yeah, this one was kind of what was it on our radar a few months back now. I think we just saw the trailer. Um, wasn't it one that I remember hearing too much about, kind of beforehand. No, I remember like you. I think you might have said to me about it, like as we were going into the cinema, and then we saw like a trailer for it. Yeah. Uh, and then like it had it had like a you know quite a cool trailer. Obviously, mm. this is the next kind of. Um, you know, it's it's Simon Pegg and Nick Frost kind of. I guess if you're not um, English, you might not be too kind of familiar with these guys. Um, uh, but you know, very well known for Shaun of the Dead um, and Hot Fuzz were kind of the two big hits of those two being together. Mm. Um, and they've kind of done a couple of things post then, and this is them kind of you know doing a movie again together. Um, and it's certainly not kind of them as the lead by by no means at all. But I think the the trailer from mindset included the two of them quite a bit. You know, it was certainly a selling point for the for the trailer. Um, yeah, especially because, Nick Frost as well. Like he's barely in this movie. Yeah, yeah, but he was heavily in the trailer. Yeah. Um, whereas in reality, this is more of a uh, you know, it's it's a, the the kind of teens and kind of a private school. Um, set in and it's all to do with the you know the, the students more than you know simon Pegg plays a teacher and nick frost plays nick frost mm. i guess <laughs> i mean i don't even know how to describe his character man mm. but um yeah and this is their next kind of you know uh entry in kind of you know a comedy horror of sorts um and yeah we'll find out how it pans out hey yeah so i mean do you want to give us a sort of quick synopsis of this one yeah i mean so yeah i kind of touched upon it it's kind of this um slaughterhouse is this uh which is the weirdest name ever is an illustrious british boarding school um and kind of it is named slaughterhouse because of its bloody background really which we delve into a bit i guess later on in the film um but basically it's this very upper class boarding school and our kind of um 
lead what's what uh, is it don the lead is he called don yeah, yeah i can hardly remember don or donny i think um oh well i'll call him it then you'll go with it <laughs> um yeah basically he's more of a kind of down to earth uh you know um student that that was has been put here by his mother to try to kind of you know get him on the straight and narrow and he's kind of joined by all these kind of private school children and it's you know playing the kind of stereotypical uh role of kind of this boarding school kind of you know ideology um and we kind of get quite a lot of them at school and kind of dealing with bullies and teachers and girls and we eventually get introduced to the fact that they are um that there's been like some gas discovered in some underground caves and that these guys are fracking trying to like you know uh get get the gas out and they basically unearth um you know, pretty pretty clear from the trailers, really. I don't think it's a spoiler. You know, they they, they unearth kind of some sort of creature that then uh, begins to attack the school, and mm. uh, you know, w- we see how that night unfolds, really, from from there yeah. on. Um, it's it's such a weird one because I feel like even saying that feels kind of spoilery because it happens so late in the film. But, yeah, it really does. But it really is not if you watch the trailer or read anything about this yeah um it just takes a long time to get to that point in the synopsis you yeah. know most of my synopsis are kind of like you know maybe 15 minutes in the movie but ultimately this movie doesn't get going until it's well over an hour in which yeah, we'll get to that problem <laughs> yeah it's very much in the background whilst you're just learning about these students at this school yeah. and that is the vast majority of the first hour and then it is kind of occasionally they'll throw this little scene in of some fracking you know the sinkhole is getting bigger um but like i say if you if you just see any sort of one sentence synopsis of this movie it'll immediately say about the fact that there's something dodgy going on um whereas yeah, yeah when you actually watch the movie you kind of forget at times and you just feel like you are watching this kind of kind of teen comedy but it's very much kind of more like a romance team kind of i don't even i don't even know what it's trying to be to be honest because it has it has moments when it tries to irk on like a harry potter but it it doesn't really lean too much into that um it kind of has that early on to very much set up kind of the archetypes of the school um but then it kind of just it doesn't go anywhere near that kind of even trying to lean into it because i thought that'd be that was kind of what we um, thought going in wasn't it was like the trailer the trailer very much gives you the impression that it's uh, you know if if anyone's seen Shaun of the dead or hot fuzz this kind of you know um almost like a parody of like a scary movie and a cop movie you know this kind of you know really tongue-in-cheek it's playing a serious story but there there are clear jokes in there that's going on and kind of you know it, it felt like that sort of um you know one of the one of the jokes in the trailer is like the headmaster putting his driving gloves on really slowly because mm. but they're trying to get away from the monster but he has to do that before he drives and you know that kind of you know, you know, kind of sarcastic British humor, if you like, and kind of um, the trailer was littered with that. But watching the movie, and especially like this first chunk of the movie, it, it's played almost like completely serious. Just them playing like stereotypes, like overly, you know, over the top stereotypes. But without the the for me in your face gags anyway, you know if the gags were there, they certainly weren't landing for me. Mm. Yeah, but, like um, the comedy aspect of this is a really weird one because obviously it's not really something we 
cover too much for the show you know we we cover the occasional sort of horror slash comedy um mm. and this was very much in the style of we we've wanted a horror comedy for a while we said it a few weeks ago mm. where it has been very dry on that front um in this year um and so obviously with that in mind with this being british with us being you know the love of sean the dead behind us i feel like that was why we were kind of wanting to cover this yeah. for the show. oh and um, when they when they kind of looked like they were kind of ripping harry potter as well and doing the whole yeah. kind of that yeah there's this posh school with like a horror movie set and i was like oh this this could be hilarious yeah definitely mm. like the the concept is sound and it's good enough to make a good film mm. um but then yeah w- once you kind of sit down and watch this movie like it's a slog like it's it's way too long um it like you say it, it takes so long to get going like i what i really appreciated when i when the movie first starts is like i was like oh this actually has a pace to it like the first five minutes we get introduced to our lead and we get introduced to why he's going to slaughterhouse and it's like yeah. boom 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 like instantly you're at the school yeah within, the within the space of a few minutes he's having he's deep in the middle of his first day at the school which which yeah, yeah i completely appreciate as well like that's exactly what you want from um, this movie but then from that point on it just really slows down and then it's like okay now we're going to show you all of these characters yeah. here's the school bully here's the main like teacher oh there's this fracking thing going on and it really slows down and really is just about these characters and so you need to love the characters. And I just didn't find any of them interesting. Um, I thought our lead was really dull. Um, it, like I say, th- this movie is built upon these kind of stereotypical archetypes. Mm. And that that makes it not interesting. So when you've got your lead character who just immediately spots the one girl that he then falls in love with. Um, and he even says it. Like, I think I was going to say, like, he literally, yeah, he literally says, like i'm in love after yeah. like just looking at her um, which in most movies if someone says that it would be played as a joke but i really didn't feel like it no, was exactly yeah like it was like oh no i'm in love with this girl yeah, and now i'm like, gonna go up, to the I'm end of the world for her. her yeah and yeah, it was just and was like, like oh like you, you you guys aren't playing off the fact that this is how teens react and it's silly you know teens do immediately see someone fall in love mm. but you need to play that as how silly the reality of the situation is and they don't they're just like no 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 this is a couple that you're supposed to care about from this point forward um and so yeah and i feel like also just overall this kind of this movie is the cardinal sin of the, the dreaded b word like this movie is just so boring um oh, from the, so from boring. the there are so many scenes that just start and like you say they go on and on and in the end and you're like what did i get from that um it's not really funny like i feel like our audience was not laughing at all really no i think that's the big thing for it is the we we almost don't get any horror for i wanted to to really time like when the horror kick because it got to a point where i like yeah. almost looked at you in the cinema and thought to myself what, what the hell is this actually a horror movie mm. like have we been duped because not, they're definitely not, selling not, it more yeah and like it just kind of um you know it must be well over to you know an hour into this movie until shit starts to go down mm. um and up until that point it is so dull, isn't it? You know, just uh, like like you say, I, I wonder if they were trying to make jokes because, you know, perhaps that whole, you know, him thing and that maybe that was a joke that we just missed the mark on. But like you say, it felt like the whole cinema was. And it's one of the most uh, difficult experiences I've had in the cinema for a while hmm. where like I, I was just looking around kind of, you know, just you know, kicking my heels, just kind of thinking like, oh, where, you know, how much longer have we got of this? Yeah, this was the most like on-demand ass movie we've ever paid to see on a big screen for yeah. me, where I was like, yeah. 
I was like, oh, I can't believe that this is like a cinema going experience. You know, we like we paid money to go mm. watch this on a Saturday night, and that is yeah. like absolutely not the we way this movie is designed. We watched Home on Netflix like <laughs> yeah. two weeks ago. Like this is a movie that if it's like shown on terrestrial television, like I don't even want to say like an on-demand service. Really, no, but if this is on TV and you've got nothing better to do, and you're like, you know, you're having a few drinks, like this might be enjoyable to stick on in the background. But like the way we watched it was absolutely, I didn't find any enjoyment really. Like you said, no. way too long. It wasn't funny and it got way too, like, it took way too long, like, say, to get to the actual mm. stuff. Like, they spent so much time on the characters, which I do appreciate in most circumstances, if you actually give me characters I care about. Um, yeah. I thought Simon Pegg was, like, good. Like, he was kind of. He, he was fine, but a bit over the top. Um, yeah. You know, I, I pretty much hated everyone in this movie. I'm not going to lie. Um, mm. The you young know, cast think, were really unlikable. Yeah, they were all very unlikable. Very just bland as well. None of them had anything about them. Our lead was very much just kind of, you know, I don't necessarily want to critique the actor. But mm. Just just the, the character was just so bland. Like you say, I don't know whether he was meant to be cool. I don't know whether he was meant to be nerdy. I don't know whether he was meant to be nerdy that became cool. Like he just kind of existed in a space with all these other characters that all just stocked equally. I think like, like you say, Simon Pegg, uh, you know, we personally like quite a bit, um, you know, in, in a lot of stuff he's done. And so I think that just helped me get through and, and like his character a bit more when I actually think about his character and kind of, um, you know, he's had, he, he's a teacher that's kind of, I guess he's meant to be like a posh private school PE teacher. Yeah. He's always wearing like a cricket jumper, which is kind of funny, but then like he has this weird relationship with this, with this kind of doctor that's in Africa or something. They keep like video chatting each other and he's kind mm. of moody that he's not with her and none of those nothing there interests me at all and kind of you know overall i thought his character just you know kind of sucked you know but but he was at least enjoyable to watch i guess yeah is it's an interesting one because i think with with um peg and frost when they're together Mm. um obviously the the kind of the groundwork of sean and the dead and hot fuzz and then obviously into world's end being like those are the very specifically, you know, the Edgar Wright movies. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. I think that Peg and Frost do a lot of movies together, a lot. You know, there's yeah. Paul and there's all these other ones. And there, a couple of them are watchable. Yeah, they're decent. Like, Paul's all right. Yeah, there is a couple that are, like, surprisingly good. I can't. There's one recently that I thought was pretty good as well, but I can't remember yeah, what it was. I was but, there, but there is also a lot of shit that they will mm. just, like, they'll sign up together and th- those two names... You know, a lot of people will just see those two as the leads and they'll think back to the, the great movies that they've been in. Whereas mm-hmm. this has nowhere near the talent involved everywhere else. You know, the writing's bad, you know, the directing and, and everything else, you know. So I think that that's very much a distinction to make of we definitely didn't think this would be on yeah. the quality no. of an movie. Oh, no, um, definitely not. We're not we're not naive to that point, because like you say, it's, it was very much the three of them making these movies that made it so good. Yeah, definitely. Um, but like, I thought it would, like you say, at least be an enjoyable horror parody of Harry Potter, and that's not really what they gave me at yeah. all. It was a very boring kind of teen drama for an hour. Um, some decent horror stuff, like you say, it's it's all in the final third. Um, yeah, I think that's probably why, because like people are probably wondering why we're not talking too much about it, and we will. But but because mm. it's so like you know, towards the end of the movie, it, it almost feels like spoiler territory getting to it. Like, I think we yeah. will definitely, um, you know, but it, but it almost got to the point as well that I had to almost like, like click, click my fingers in front of my face and was like, try to like mm. snap myself back in. Like, okay, now the horror's coming. You need to judge this because I was 100% disengaged. 
you know, if I was at home and, and not watching this for, for the podcast, I would have switched it off, which is yeah. very rare for me for a film. I, w- I would have done exactly the same. Boring, you know, but there is a small percentage of films that I won't at least, you know, the completionist in me normally wants to see it through. But this one just did not have me gripped at all. And so, yeah, when the horror kicked in, there's some all right stuff. Um, I still just don't know whether they were then trying to be like funny at points or, or what. It, mm. it just felt very awkward. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it's it got such a weird... It, yeah, it's, it's really weird with the horror because once they actually start doing it, there's a couple of scenes where they really hide it and they don't really show too much. And then there's a couple of scenes where they just fucking go for it, like mm. really, really gory, like, you know, like limbs getting chopped off, faces getting splattered with blood. And you kind of like, where was this movie like the whole time? Like, why mm. are you only hiding this in the last 15 minutes when, when, like you say, I had already emotionally, you know, tapped out at this point. Like, I wasn't engaged with the film anymore. Yeah. Um. So you were showing me some cool visuals, but I just didn't care at that point. And no. yeah, that was weird. Like, it needed to, obviously, a, a better script would have solved these issues where how do you portray the horror throughout the entire movie whilst also building up the characters? Because they obviously, that was what they were trying to do was we're going to spend the first hour, you're going to fall in love with all these young characters and teachers. Mm. So then when when they're put in terrible situations, then you care for them. Um, but ultimately, I just didn't care. Like, anytime any character got off, I didn't feel anything. No, and I swear, like, three characters just joined in, like, when, when the shit started to go down. Suddenly, these random characters just kind of joined the fold. And I was like, oh, here's some cannon fodder. And then, like, nothing really happens to them. I was like, oh, yeah. okay. I guess I guess that they, they you know just just there for the ride are they? Yeah, it's true um, really because there's a lot of characters in this movie and you would think a lot more would die than what actually dies. <laughs> like there's a, there's a lot of people that survive this movie like a good like 6 to 8 and you're like yeah. really? Like that was a bit strange. Um yeah. but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't really have much else I, to say. Yeah, I think this is one that I really did not enjoy at all. Um mm. you know, I think um you know kind of kind of getting to the point of recommendation like i i don't uh, you know certainly do not go to the cinema and waste your money on this but even if it's on demand like you said like maybe if you're having a party and you you really like simon um simon Pegg, and you're just like i'm gonna throw this on and maybe Mm -hmm. laugh and you know see him in a cricket jumper but other than that don't bother yeah (laughs) it's a weird one because like i would tend to agree but then when i think about this movie I'm like, it doesn't really cater to that style of no, of viewing no because right, it's yeah. it's so slow and methodical, and like you'll be you'll glance up and you'll see these two characters talking for ages. These like because we haven't even talked. There's so many like characters that are just like so weird. Yeah. Like in this like uh, our main character, he kind of moves into this dormitory with this other boy. Yeah, like, Willoughby. Yeah, I was so confused by his character throughout the entire movie. Like, yeah. I didn't know what he was trying to be. Was he a well, rebel? They they play a really weird tone with it, where um, there's there's this, there's another character, really um, a, a kind of a bully type character called Clegg, mm. who's kind of like the um, you know prefect, you know house leader, whatever kind of you know. Um, uh, teachers you know kind of assistant type he's a student but kind of you know have, has a bit of power and he's like in charge of their house you know their kind of group and um he he is bullying willoughby and he kind of like keeps playing this like teasing him saying that he found him like being gay with another student and kind of then like willoughby kind of is offended by it but then also like by the end of it i wasn't sure whether his character was gay 
Do you know mm. what I mean? Like he, he, he kind of like it was so open ended and weird, and they were kind of making a joke of it, kind of teasing him about it, and I really didn't know what they were trying to do with it. Do you know what I mean? It was kind yeah. of it felt weird to see something like that in a movie, you know, kind of coming out this year. Um, and it, it it was it was super weird, and the bully himself was a really odd character. Like he made me laugh out loud when I first saw him because he looked straight up like Malfoy at Harry. Yeah, Potter, and I really appreciated that. And then he served no purpose for the rest of the movie, but was in it loads. Um, yeah, like when we introduced to him early on, I quite liked him. Where I was kind of like, he's like you say, he's a prefect, yeah, he's a hilarious Malfoy. Yeah, like he has a bit of power and he's a bit of a shit, but he's also kind of like you kind of respect him in a weird way. Where it's like, oh, he has the the school, you know, that is what he's trying to protect. He's trying to protect mm. the integrity of the school. He might be a bit of a bully, but he's actually kind of maybe under all the layers, almost got good intentions. Yeah, um, but then but as we go but when into the movie, picks on Willoughby, like that's what's weird because he kind of play it like that but then he's really harsh to him and i was just like also by the by the middle half to then back half of this movie Mm. he's an absolute psycho like it doesn't just go from like bullying at school it goes to like no i will straight up murder people with guns and i was like where did that come from he goes full commando yeah like it's proper it's not just like like for people who haven't seen this movie this will be a hard character to try to wrap your head around because yeah he's portrayed as like the typical school bully early on but by the end of it he's the biggest psychopath in the world and so it's like where did this character come from like Mm. i don't know it's really weird well because he turns up i mean you know i just don't think this movie's worth kind of you know um skirting around spoilers and that sort of thing i Mm. think like you know certainly kind of spoiler warning from here on out. I don't think it's important enough to worry about because this movie just shouldn't really be watched, I don't think. But, like, mm. he he straight up puts, like, army face paint on for, like... And he rocks up with, like, this full face paint on with his kind of bleach blonde hair slicked back. And I, I thought it was meant to be funny. Mm. It was, like, a one scene. But then he's straight up like that for the next 25 minutes in the film. Yeah. Like having conversations looking like it. And I was just like, what what the hell are you doing? Like, mm. what is going on? He he's such a weird character. Like just just with the host of all these other weird characters. The the only other thing that I wanted to touch upon as well was the whole fracking thing. Um that's like oh a God. really weird thing to be in a movie in twenty eighteen because yeah. like kind of I don't know how it's viewed in other countries, but I remember like fracking was a word that kind of came out of nowhere about yeah. five to ten years ago and was in every news storyline on on the on all of the papers and when you switched on the TV news, it was fracking this, fracking that. Yeah. It was a big thing. It was a big political kind of hotbed for a very long time in this country. But that's disappeared. And like I haven't personally I know. Heard Oh, when, when when they said the word fracking in this movie for the first time i was like mm. jesus christ I, yeah, I was like that's this. a throwback <laughs> yeah yeah i was like wow so that makes me feel like this movie was like a script that got made like 10 or 15 years ago and has only now been put into business because it's <laughs> really it's odd, a remake yeah i don't i just don't know what it is i it's really disappointing because i think ultimately now we've seen the movie it definitely wouldn't have been one we would have covered for the show um yeah. i think that we were we were told it was going to be way more of a horror yeah, slash we, comedy we were, we were duped you know at the end of the day this uh the trailer looked way more horror-y. the mm. trailer shows almost exclusively you know the last 20 minutes of this film yeah um you know the fact the movie comes out on halloween <laughs> you know it was it, it they, they completely did us well played yeah, like, well yeah. Played. like you, you did it 
they did it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, I don't really have anything else to say really. It was it was a really it was one of the most boring films I've seen on the big screen for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um maybe ever. It was one of those ones where I really was sitting there going like, should we just get a refund and leave? Um yeah. you know, if we didn't have a podcast to do, then I like, absolutely would have not seen the rest oh, of the movie. <laughs> imagine if we hadn't just taken a break, we could have just walked out and not not had this conversation <laughs> yeah it would have been lovely um but yeah that but hey, was... sometimes we do the hard work don't we you yes know? because i think you know if if you were a fan of Shaun of the dead and hot fuzz and those type of movies and especially Shaun of the dead you know that's a great horror comedy whatever it's just great and like uh you know suddenly you see these two guys and you don't realize the Edgar Wright thing and you kind of think like oh shit these two are doing a comedy horror again like at least now you've listened to this and you're not going to waste your money and I, yeah. I, that's my only hope that we've served some justice to you know, <laughs> yeah. we've saved some poor soul out there hopefully yeah um but yeah that was our discussion on slaughterhouse rules uh we will take a short break and we will be right back So yeah, obviously our last show before this one was, of course, the big one, the Halloween discussion. Um, didn't get much hate, surprisingly, <laughs> like we were th- what no, we were expecting. I uh, didn't get any actually, which is awesome. And uh, yeah, it was one of our sort of most successful uh, episodes of the year. So that was absolutely fantastic. Like, who would have oh, thought? Crazy. Hey, Halloween's yeah. a big deal. Yeah. Um, who? Yeah. One of our listeners who did get in touch with us, a uh, long-time uh, listener and friend of the show, Cody, um, sent us an email here. And I, I wanted to read this one because um, kind of we'd had a few discussions off air about Halloween. Um, definitely been reading a lot of impressions about the movie as well. Mm-hmm. And definitely got a sort of a more varied look of the movie now. Kind of having seen it, it really felt like everyone was just loving it so much. Um, and even the, the small time removed from that, I am seeing a lot more nuanced conversations and a lot more kind of like, this is good, but this is bad sort of thing. And I really feel like this email did encapsulate a lot of that. Mm. Um, so yeah, Cody says, uh, greetings, super horror brothers. Um, before I get into the meat of this email, I want to thank you both for producing such an awesome podcast. Uh, this email is not meant to argue against your dislike of the latest Halloween movie, but instead is written to postulate different opinions as to what you two hold. Um, well, thank you for calling it an awesome podcast. Definitely. Um, Thanks, man. He says, now I've listened to the episode about four times already. Crazy, crazy <laughs> man. <laughs> I wonder if anyone else listens like multiple times. <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> yes, thank you. Uh, hopefully we're not too annoying. Um, and he said, I loved it, just like uh, the rest of what you two have produced uh, not only did you two hold a fair criticism of the movie but you also gave your opinions on what the film uh, does that's good uh, which i appreciate more than anything uh the movie definitely has some good kills in it both on and off screen um and i thought oh, michael yeah. was freaking awesome in this movie um i should also say there might be slight spoilers in this as well if you haven't seen halloween um mm. so i'm just gonna throw this out there um he says, uh, I really liked when you two talked about the flickering backyard light scene uh, with that stupid kid. Um, that kill elevated the movie for me. Um, yeah, I remember us talking about that. That was definitely my, my favorite moment of the movie. It was really, really cool. Um, he he says, uh, I also liked when you two discussed the questionable writing too. I feel like it could have been a lot better. I feel like the fan service was... Uh, 
I felt like the fan service was more than uh, was more than just developing the plot. Um, my only disagreements with you two regarding this film would have been uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's character Laurie, developed as the movie went on, um, and the overuse of Easter eggs from the film. Um, with the way the film was written, I feel Laurie developed in a limited script with a limited background since there was a 40-year gap with such an awful script. Uh, I feel there was uh, room to expand on her development between the films, and what we got was literally uh, the best it could have been in these limitations. Um, interestingly, that sounds like a negative in the movie. Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's, it's a difficult one, really. Well, obviously, with it being 40 years apart, there isn't really much you can do. Um, I don't know, really. I didn't really have a problem with Laurie's character in the movie. Yeah, I think it's me, like, you know, she she ultimately is in a place that made sense. Um, hmm. You know, uh, I, I think our main criticism was the fact that having these three leads almost was, was yeah. a bit that was cumbersome. Um, and kind of, you know, it, it, it made it difficult to, to, to explore all three fully. Yeah, definitely. Um, he goes on to say, uh, albeit some of the Easter eggs from the first film were placed in odd situations, uh, I loved almost all of them, uh, especially when Laurie falls to the ground outside and then Michael looks and she's gone. Uh, that was well done and well placed. Mm -hmm. However, the dead body under the sheets was a bit overdone, um, along with the Laurie vanishing act of 2018. I really enjoyed mm -hmm. the scene with her granddaughter in school and, and Laurie's looking out from the outside. Yeah, I can't um, remember whether we spoke about that when we yeah. uh, on our show, but I, re I really enjoyed that as well. It, yeah, it brought a smile to my face. Uh, yeah, he, um, he says it pulled him back to the first movie. Um, I, uh, what did he say? Uh, he, he just says that uh, I think you guys mentioned it being overused. Um, mm. I thought it was a very interesting point in the show. Yeah, I think that was just my, my main point. It was mostly with the cupboard scene in particular, where mm. it was kind of like they kept showing the, the the closet over and over again. Yeah, because I pretty um, much enjoyed all of them. I think it was just the cupboard scene that was kind of... You know, they, they, they kind of showed the cupboards in the house. Then she kind of trolled a couple of them and went in one. And, yeah, that was a bit much. But I really enjoyed all of the other ones. I, you know, I think uh, I think I said on the show, like, her disappearing one and, and just every, all the ones like that. It just puts a little smile on your face, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, he finally says, uh, overall, I agree that some of the movie was awful and needed work, uh, such as Dr. Loomis's protege. Um, that was just bad writing, and, and I could have done with that and putting on the mask. Oh, um, <laughs> I'm glad you two were not afraid to go against the current and say your dislikes for the film. I thought it was great. Um, thank you, guys, and sorry for the ranty email. Uh, well, first of all, it wasn't ranty, Cody. Um, oh, it was, it was amazing. Great to, hear, great to hear some different opinions on it as well. And yeah, I think like it's weird, because obviously you're coming from a place that you, you enjoyed it, but it seems like we have a lot of common ground. Um, and that's kind of been my takeaway really in the last couple mm. of weeks is like, it's, it's just a movie that I didn't enjoy. Um, I think it's, it's, I think we touched upon it on the show where we said like, you know, we enjoyed quite a few things about it and disliked quite a few things about it. And for yeah. us, the dislikes just started to stack up too much. Whereas I can 100% see where people were just like Cody said, the, the flickering light scene was bloody awesome. And like, mm. if you're already in a good place, then that just elevates you higher where I was in a lower down place and it got me to a good point and then kind of just went back down again. But like, I can completely see where people come from. It's a movie as well that like, I definitely am looking forward to seeing it like outside of the hype and kind of when it hits on Blu-ray and just kind of, you know, knowing what I'm going into and just trying not to look at Loomis when he's on screen. <laughs> yeah. Loomis. Yeah, he's in it a lot as well. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting one. Like I say, I, I still have fond memories of certain moments for sure. But then I just think back to like the misplaced comedy and, and like you say, Loomis is in it so much. And it's just 
like I say, it's hard for me to kind of say I enjoyed the movie when it definitely has very enjoyable parts. Um, mm. Yeah, just the sum of all those parts, it's just, it just wasn't for me. Um, but yeah, we got we uh, thank you very much, of course, for that email. Uh, if you guys ever want to send us emails as well, obviously you can reach us on Twitter at shbpod, um, which is where mo- most of you guys interact with us. But of course, with the email, you might want to send us a sort of longer form uh, type comment like what Cody did, um, which is, uh, of course, uh, you can send it to superhorrorbrospodcast at gmail.com um but yeah we did have another question uh this week uh, from joe on twitter um he says hey guys i just watched the hellhouse llc films and they're great nice. um, i'm not a fan of these types of movies normally but they're brilliantly made and scary too um, oh, do yeah. you have any yeah 100 um do you have any shutter recommendations as i've just got it um shutter is an interesting one like there's there's so much on there kind of mm. checking it recently um it's weird to see that they kind of they I wonder how quickly they hold a lot of these licenses because a few things that I knew that were on Shudder, I had to search for recently and just aren't on there anymore. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Like 31 isn't on there anymore. And and that was kind of like the home of, of where it was. Yeah. You know, they, they promoted that. that as an exclusive yeah. and stuff. Yeah, it's not on there. Um, I think they've still got... Shudder? I mean, Christ. Yeah, I think they've still got Lords of Salem and House of Thousand Corpses, but that's it. Um <laughs> But yeah, it's it's a weird one. Recently, kind of the main ones I saw on there, like Black Christmas, I love and I really want to rewatch. I've been meaning to rewatch that for a while. Um, some 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 more recent ones, kind of The Sacrament is on there, which is a really good oh, one. That's cool. Um, Hands of Love, of course, which we co- uh, covered for the show. What was a couple um, of Fright Fest things that they've picked up? Yeah, they they got um well they got oh, summer of eighty four summer of eighty four like definitely check that one out yeah. when it drops. Is that dropped yet? That is already on there. Yeah, that's on there. And there's something that's dropping in a couple of weeks, isn't there? um well i know they've got mandy uh, coming soon yeah um, mandy ter- I think terrified just came out mm. um which again we haven't seen so i'm not yeah. too sure but there's a lot of interesting ones mm. uh the, the remake of maniac with elijah wood i absolutely love and that's on there as well um yeah there's some interesting stuff the, the collector is on there which i, I think nice. we might have done for a forgotten horror maybe um, really good movie as well um yeah it's, it's weird there's, there's some really like classic movies on there like there's there's the hellraiser movies you know and stuff like that but then there is some more deep cuts as well. yeah it's a weird one to like throw in a recommendation because you don't really know whether to go for like new or old like yeah you know they, they've got some uh you know they they have we've been talking about it a lot recently like it seems to be getting a lot better and a lot more robust my my issue with shudder historically was it's great if you want to just chuck on like something that you're familiar with mm. but i never really thought of it as a place to discover new stuff um mm-hmm. but it seems to be getting a lot better now of being like getting in the market and picking up some of these horror movies like like you say summer of 84 is a massive one and you know mandy as yeah. well kind of you know getting those sorts of films is great yeah um, definitely yeah definitely check out summer of 84 if you've not seen it yeah so good um so yeah hopefully those ones uh, will be good for you um but yeah, that that was pretty much all the sort of correspondence for this week. Uh, of course, oh, we had a, we had a met we had a question from Cat. Oh, did we? Yeah. What yeah. did she say? She, she said uh, Cornetto question mark. Oh, go on then. I mean, never, never turned down a Cornetto. <laughs> <laughs> I was disappointed because I don't think there was any. I mean, there wouldn't be, but I, I just I thought they might have thrown in a cheeky little Cornetto somewhere. There was. There, there was. There was. Yeah. There was. There was. Well, I'm the going one, back to the cinema. <laughs> He's ba- he's just eating a cornetto, and it's when something goes off outside of his room. I can't remember if it's when the lake explosion happens. Oh, was that a cornetto? Um, yeah, I think I believe it was. Yeah, was it? I thought it was just like a really like ice don't like a frost like a well, the thing is or something. it's was definitely in the trailer as well because i remember it in the trailer so go yeah. back and have a look and see if what it is because oh, I, I, yeah. he has it on his nose as well yeah, so i'm not he too does. sure what it is i didn't think that was a cornetto but <laughs> fair play <laughs> maybe, they, it was. 
Maybe they couldn't get the Cornetto license. So yeah. I mean, it's like a knockoff brand. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, he was definitely eating something because he had like all chocolate on his face. And oh, I really hope there is a Cornetto gag in there. Yeah, I think it was. Movie again, <laughs> Please do. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I watched a lot of different movies over Halloween. Um, I, I feel like I might save some of these for next week because I watched so many, like about nine or ten Christ. different movies. Um, but yeah, definitely the main one that I wanted to talk about because we kind of talked about it a few weeks ago with the, with the new Arrow Blu-ray coming out um, was Candyman. Mm. um did you watch that as well didn't yeah, you? yeah i checked that bad boy out as well yeah so obviously it was the brand new sort of 4k restoration from arrow and um hadn't seen it for a very long time uh it's still incredible it it really is one of the all-time classics and i think it definitely does get its credit but i feel like it's very much in the kind of the second tier um mm. in terms of when people talk about it but i really feel like it's one of the best i mean i i watch it now and i'm like it's just so well made. Like it has such an interesting story. It's so well acted. Um, it has genuine, like brilliant moments of horror as well. Um, and it's just like a, such a well-crafted story. Like you kind of watch it and forget where it's not like a traditional horror film where you're like, Oh, I can't wait to be scared. Um, you just yeah, watch it and kind of enthralled with the story. You're, you're kind of unpacking it because it kind of, it, it shows like two or three different, like plot avenues almost you've kind mm. of got the, the story the mythology of candy man obviously actual candy man you've got this kind of you know gang and this kind of um apartment that's going into you know the apartment block and all of that trouble and you've got all these different things that you you kind of interested in, in them all equally and mm. you know it kind of keeps throwing these new things at you yeah um yeah and no, i loved it man like I, I i don't really know um with with arrow it seems like uh, this is quite a modern one for them for them to mm. do. Because what was this like? Uh, early nineties, isn't it? Candyman, like ninety two, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So like, it's pretty cool that they're kind of spanning spanning into that sort of thing. Uh, ready, ready for my scream. Uh, Arrow restorations. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that. I know what he did last summer. H two O. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah it was just a wonderful movie some really good extras on there i wish there was more there was only a couple of sort of interviews uh you, mm. you had the main two kind of tony todd and Junior ones, madsen yeah they were great they were they were obviously filmed this year as well and kind of looking back on the impact of the movie um but i loved it obviously i think most people listening would have hopefully seen this movie if for some unknown reason you haven't just stop what you're doing and go watch Candyman. um yeah. because yeah it's absolutely fantastic um a couple of other movies Are you gonna go watch the other Candyman movies is oh there is isn't there is there two more two more yeah i feel like i'm there's a lot of movies i've watched recently where there are sequels and i'm like oh do i watch them because obviously i rewatched the fly um so i was like you got the fly too and and a couple of these other ones yeah Yeah, i I, are they are they good the other Candyman movies i mean i remember enjoying them there's like a couple of moments kind of always remember and i'm I'm thinking like when's that gonna pop up in this movie then it doesn't Mm, right um i'm guessing virginia madsen didn't return um I think like maybe in the second one she's like uh, she's she's certainly not in it in any sort of massive capacity. I'm not mm. sure whether she's like referenced at, at all. Right. Um but it but it is pretty much because I think um a lot of it is exploring his mythology a lot more and kind of mm. revisiting that and, and showing it quite a lot because I think that oh, was right. part of it. The like the when they talk about how he becomes Candyman and they chop off his hand and all of that, like you pretty much see that in it in its entirety right. in in the kind of I can't remember if it was the second one or whether it's both, but you get that a lot. Um, mm. Yeah, I mean, I I can't really remember him to be honest, but I've got one DVD. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll have to check them out for sure. Um, 
Yeah, a, mo- a movie I watched on Halloween because I thought it was just a great time as uh, Trick or Treat. Um, Why not? Re- really great modern horror movie as well. Such a great one to watch on this time of year, of course. Um, I still really enjoyed it. It's just a really fun time. It- it's a little bit long when you rewatch it now um you know like most modern movies are um but yeah it's kind of you know they were talked about a sequel for the longest time and i just hope it happens because it's a great little you know i always forget when i watch it it's like oh yeah it's kind of this weird like anthology but they kind of all tie together um and they take place in different times yeah it's got like a weird almost like pop fiction vibe to it um where you'll see certain segments that you know take place before or after other ones but they're not necessarily in like time order Mm. um but yeah i I really enjoyed it it's definitely one like obviously to throw on this time of year for sure yeah definitely um yeah, and then just another one I wanted to mention, of course, we, we talked about it again, another nice new Blu-ray, the kind of the Troll Complete Collection. Um, oh, man, Troll. The, the free movies for the first time ever. Um, yeah, I watched all of them over the Halloween period. That is That was a hell of an experience, let me tell you. Like, w- watching the first Troll and being like oh, this i love is, that movie so much yeah it's so cool like it's not the movie that i remembered it at all um i'm having this one of these weird kind of brain farts where i can think of a movie and i'm not sure if it was either troll or labyrinth or some other weird movie well where it, it was wasn't like, troll man no it definitely wasn't troll <laughs> um but yeah i enjoyed the hell out of it it's like the, the lead actor who's the kid is so good in it like the little girl oh, like, she's, she's absolutely great. yeah she's fantastic like um and yeah there's some, such cool special effects real zany like it's, it's it's a great movie um and then you watch troll 2 <laughs> have you seen troll 2 recently no i haven't got to that yet i've only watched troll 1 so far troll 2 yeah. is like it's fascinating like obviously i think watching it as a double bill with with best worst movie which is the documentary about troll 2 is fascinating. It's the only way to do it yeah because you watch it and you just like you need to know the story because it's such a weird thing where it's it's almost like a it feels like people are trying to imitate what a movie should look like but they've never made a movie they've never acted in a movie they're not actually actors they just think i mean this that's is what literally what do. happened in it yeah and it's it's so weird when you watch it because it has this really authentic feel to it like there are so many moments when a character just looks straight at the camera and like you never see that (laughs) it has a level of amateurishness to it which you don't you just don't see um even in these level you know these trash or b-movie type Hmm. films they yeah, never... I've seen pretty much all of Bruce Campbell's movies. Yeah, and I tell you, I would, <laughs> I highly doubt any of them anywhere sink near the level of Troll Two. Um, <laughs> it was, I had such a good time as well, like because it's not boring at all. Like it's just throwing you these crazy ideas constantly. Um, and yeah, then watching the documentary about it as well, and being like, "What? The lead dude is a dentist, and like the director couldn't even speak English, so the so the actors had no direction on set. Like it's just." it's so crazy and it's an awesome story and it's it's a great collection to have all these movies like it's weird to have troll on it because it's so not just because it's a great movie yeah like it's a great movie that has nothing to do with <laughs> troll 2 or best worst movie um but it's cool to throw them all together um and yeah, yeah i still equally enjoyed them um yeah and just one other one i i've watched so many so i'm going to save a couple for next week but one other one is one that i've wanted to re uh actually watch for the first time uh for ages um is uh one we mentioned at the start of the show uh killer clowns from outer space um hey. i'd never seen it and like seeing so many images from it and hearing what it was about i was kind of like i just needed to watch this and i had such a good time watching this movie um i just it, it had a smile on my face the whole time um so much like creativity in the kills was one thing i really wasn't expecting um like it has that charm of that kind of these these low level uh, 80s movies that when you rewatch them now you kind of have to just go in for the ride yeah and once you accept you know you've what got, you're gonna you've get got to be in the mindset for yeah. it you know 
like i feel like i'm so in that mindset right now like i just want to watch every arrow blu-ray currently um but yeah kind of i mean that's that's been my life for the past (laughs) month it's been it's it's so awesome uh but yeah i had such a blast with this movie and it definitely made me appreciate arrow as well because this was the only one that i watched on netflix um Mm. because i was like oh it's on netflix it's so easy you just push a button it plays and i was like this looks like shit (laughs) should have took my blu-ray blow i know i wish i had done now and i kind of want to see the extras as well because this is just one of those movies where you like how did they even come up with this? Like it's 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 crazy that in the era of just everyone copying everything, this movie genuinely feels original. Um, and the fact that they did only make one and then never kind of revisited the well is like really fascinating, and I respect that. Um, in the modern era, and so yeah, I, I loved it, man. It was so cool. Um, but yeah, kind of a couple of others I watched as well. I'll, I'll save them for next week because there's just too many movies. But did did you watch any others other than Candyman? I mean, I think we'll i have i can't remember what they were now i've seen a couple right. of things but i'm not gonna you caught caught me off guard i thought i was i was deep in your uh log of movies I'm yeah like, shit i've <laughs> yeah I've, i don't know why it was just, it was the week of halloween and i was like screw it so yeah i've, I've literally yeah. watched a couple more as well but we'll save it there was one other thing actually yeah the... i watched told and candy man though like yeah both of those over the halloween time good times yeah, that was awesome. that was my halloween double bill <laughs> yeah that's you it can't go wrong time. it was a good um, time for sure um we just briefly mentioned as well we actually got fangoria holy shit like how crazy we actually got it in the month that it was supposed to come out in october the day before um, halloween i know they nearly timed it perfect <laughs> oh, i imagine i should have just let it there sealed for a day but i couldn't help it i had to uh, go into it but um yeah it's great to finally get hands on it like it's exactly Definitely. what i want fangora to be i think we'll probably talk about it sort of in the future when we both finished it and maybe kind of throw up a spoiler warning because I, I actually don't want to say what's in it because it's you know a lot of it is secret um but i'll say that if you're definitely into halloween you have to read it there's so much <laughs> about the new movie oh my god there's so much just the they, franchise as a whole yeah it's great kind of the character of Michael and Laurie Strode and everything. They mm. really deep dive on it. It's awesome. The thing that's great about it as well is it's so like, they obviously, when you're doing like print media, you have to prepare things so early in advance, but they've actually done a great job of, they're not just talking about like stuff that happened three months ago. Um, there's like an in-depth thing about Suspiria, which isn't out yet. There's an in-depth mm. thing about Overlord. Like there's all these movies that are just either just on the eve of coming out or a few months away. Um, yeah. And they, they kind of, at the end, they tease what they're going to be talking about in the upcoming months as well. And it's very much the kind of, you know, our first half or I guess our first quarter of 2019, like all the movies we're excited for is what they're going to be covering. Um, yeah. Which is really cool. Um, so yeah, it's awesome. Like, I'm, I'm just glad that this, this thing exists. It's so, it's such a weird little thing. Um, oh, it's such a cool thing. And it does such a good job of staying around to like the old print as well. Like it, it feels just like a continuation of the old magazine, like the, the, the layout and everything kind of, um, I really appreciate it because it, it could have just felt like it was hamming the old magazine, mm. but it really doesn't. It feels like a, a genuine kind of continuation. Yeah, definitely. And one thing they talked about on the website as well, but and you hear it on the social media, but until you actually get it in your hands, you don't know, you know, it could all just be sort of lip service, but it is incredibly well made. Like the actual book itself does feel really nice. It doesn't just feel mm. like this really cheaply made thing. Um, oh, yeah. it, it really feels like solid and sturdy and it feels like it isn't just going to get all like sort of bent out of shape the more you kind of flick through the pages. Um, so yeah, it's, it's great. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to bring that up because I'm still shocked that it arrived. <laughs> yeah i can't believe we got a copy yeah it's cool man because it's very hard to get your hands on in the uk um i'd kind of forgot mm. that it was a subscription only service i thought it was just going to be on like magazine shelves which it apps or on uh, bookshelves which it absolutely isn't <laughs> um no. the only way you can get it is of course you have to pay for the year subscription um but yeah it's, it's really cool 
cool to finally have it um but yeah that was that was this week's show episode 120 um kind of just a, a brief kind of look forward to the future there's there's so much in november it's wild um it seems like we're going to be what is it overlord the next one hell yeah oh man it's finally here which is awesome um it's been a very real. long time yeah i just i really hope this movie i mean we cool, we man. don't tend to get ourselves over hyped for films on this <laughs> no we never it's do fine. that it's, fine. it's not like we have like a train named after it or anything like no that. And, and um, then we watch it and become bitter grumpy bastards exactly like, that, that, that never happens for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> never happens um but yeah there's that uh there's suspiria i think the week after um Crazy. i believe that there was a movie that i kind of popped into my head like, have, a we, few have days we seen ago. if that's got any sort of uk distribution like no, are we gonna get I have no idea yeah well, the, the thing that i was gonna fun. mention was do you remember that movie hellfest that we talked about weeks ago yeah like that came out in like september or something in america and like bombed and i just haven't heard anything about it i apparently i looked it up a couple of days ago and apparently it's coming out in the uk in november um who knows if we'll see that also apparently death house is out in november as well that's not a movie it's um so yeah like and and of course uh fede's new movie the girl in the spider's web is out at the end of november as well Mm. um so kind of loads of on demand so i know searching is available on demand in november as well um, come on one guys of, one of the movies that i'm really gutted we missed out on so yeah like this so much so yeah we're gonna be we're gonna be bringing you a lot of shows and hopefully there'll be some really good ones um but yeah that was episode 120 uh thanks for listening as always and we'll see you again very soon see you later everyone and through my veins and travels to my head they said you'll die soon enough anyway shut up i can't mainly because i never could how could